the names he got. They drive me crazy. The Sunday Skypers. Burning Beards. So I will help Slate gain access to his hold. That was my one goal I had. No, not a belief. We're trying to get the uh, the gate open because that's right. Slate? No. Flint. Whose hold are we at right now? Are we at the Garter Dam? Todd had to run away. Um, yes. So what you were talking about is spoilers, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know, and it hasn't come up in the podcast yet, so you don't. You have no idea what we've been doing. Or what oh, we it did. sounds interesting, though. So uh, Slate is about to die. On first two, and uh, Ulfkill is frantically trying to work at uh, an iron grill or a door of bars that, uh, that separated. That, yes, yeah. and it came it came up out of floor, which means there's a counterweight measure down there, and I'm trying to get a good pry on to pry it down to push it so we can push it down. And who's helping me? A full but now since you have that belief, I'm sort of obliged to challenge it. I'm, I'm obliged to go, really? Do you really want to help Slate gain access to his hold? Hmm? Yes? Yeah, actually, maybe I should alter that. To, 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 I will save Slate from... That's right. There's a suit armor walking, and, and I think we... And it was walking very slowly. Uh, and But I, with, I think... Ghosts. The, Ghosts. And uh, Fandral was downstairs. Or, or okay, so you came to this hold, and it was perched right next to a like, sort of waterfall river that feeds from the mountaintop. On the outside wall that was uh, facing sort of uh, the river was a balcony, because the, the gates were uh, more or less impassable or, or barred or something. The easiest way was to uh, climb up the outside of the wall and get to the balcony that opened up into the... I forget what it's called. There's a name for it, but there's like, imagine the top of the wall, the, the battlement or whatever is encased in a tunnel, right? It has a roof, <laughs> uh, and like walls on both sides, both looking inward into the, the hole. And, and once Slate and Unferth had went, had gone inside, Unferth stepped on something. There was a click and suddenly, you know, this bar, this gate of bars went up from the floor and uh, into the ceiling into like a it's like it was within a frame so you, you there's no like gap between the the edge of the bar door and um and the stone proper it's it's in a slide or whatever and it's it's sunk into the stone above as well and not sunk in it went up into the stone in in a socket so to speak in the ceiling or door frame and so, uh, if I remember correctly, Ulfkill was sort of working at getting through the stone to the, um. Great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I can get in there and push it down because I figure there's a counterbalance inside, but there ain't no way we're going through the wall fast enough to get at the counterbalance. So we got to push the grate back down. Fandral and the rest of your, your core apprentices or core, like, journeyman, whatever you call them, uh, they're down, they're down below still. The core is me. Uh, Ethelbad, Ethelbad, Rory, Ethelbald, Ethel, whatever. Ethel, <laughs> Ethel, and, uh, he's, he's a little bad. R- Rory and Baird. Yeah, so there, so Rory and Baird are still down on the ground floor next to mm. Prince. We might start yelling for the, at least one of them to come climb the rope up to get, come up here and help us get this damn trading down. Did I make you make a test of some kind? Yeah, and I didn't make it. 
while they were chipping away at the stone and, and like, um, while they were shouting for, for help up there, there was this clanking sound, sort of like a, a, a metal tread on stone and, uh, this armored figure shambled up out of a, um, uh, a doorway that leads to a stairwell that goes down into the hold inside, like this fully armored figure sort of, sh- I don't want to say shambling, but, um, Stepped towards Slate and, and Unferth in, in a, uh, slow, v- v- somewhat mechanical way with, with the odd grunt. I think Slate did something like show the ring or like a yeah, glance. I showed the ring. I showed the signet ring. And, and you didn't give us a reaction because you made a cliffhanger. He had an axe raised and then he raised a hand toward the, I think, and that's, I think that's where I got it. Dun, dun, dun. Hopefully you weren't on coals for like a month. So for, for Slate, uh, is there anything in your beliefs that you would like to uh, amend or change or make immediate? We're sort of working a little on your oath because it was the only thing that was relevant after Flint vanished. Or, well, <laughs> all had to run away. Vanish. Pursued his destiny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, everything looks to be in order. Uh, befriending Flint, uh, makes Domo's, uh, surpass Domo's in skill, guards Domo's secrets. So anything you would like to, like, write for this session in particular that you would like to achieve or mm. discover? Yeah, I would like to take back my, my, I guess, keep. That's what this is. Maybe that's more immediate uh, than befriending Flint since Flint, since Flint is not here. <laughs> yeah. Or you could, or you could like ignore surpass stone bones and skill right now, since you're not, he's not here and you can't make him proud of you right now. Yeah, I might do that. Okay. And the prince has ensure slate ult can the others don't die horribly in the good heart ult. Oh, Kelly, you're working on getting. Well, I, I updated it to, I will save slate and help him gain access to his hold, but it sounds like he may actually save himself. Well, we don't know yet. We'll, yeah, we'll see. So, Flint, you're, you're, I guess you're in the Gotterdam Hole to locate your shield. Shield, family crest, more strange correspondences. Just get a feel for the place. And what w- what is Ofkil intending to do besides helping Slate? Mm. All right, you're on your way to the breweries. The third, the third belief is I will save Slade and help him gain access to his hold. But like I said, it may come to naught because Slate, Slate will probably save himself. I guess now I have to put uh, Slate in danger since you wrote that belief. <laughs> God dang it! Yeah, so did I. <laughs> I thought Slate was in danger already. Sorry. I will grumble at you later. I was trying to be helpful. They don't die horribly, so I have to. I have to menace them with a horrible death. Well, I don't have to, but you, save them you know from, me. Save them from a fate worse than death. <laughs> We're absolutely terrible, with your beliefs. Both of you are absolutely terrible. <laughs> yes. Yep. 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 So you're in the. The uh, encased wall top on the battlement. Nay, no, not there. The parapet. There you go. Inside, inside. There we go. Uh, slate. And uh, the figure has just approached you. Was Unfirth sort of yanking at the bars? 
Unferth was hammering away at the other side, trying to help. With me. Oh, okay, okay. okay. With me poor wood chisels. Yes. <laughs> I hope I gave you an extra obstacles for that. Yes, you did. Has enough you obstacles did. as it was. kill has enough obstacles. You don't need to give him extra. So you you hold out the 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 clan sigil, the the ring, I guess. The the armored figure's axe is is sort of hovering at a possible threatening height. There's a grunt, sort of a hollow grunt inside the helmet. You can see sort of a, this this grayish, deadish beard spilling out under the rim, uh, okay. sort of out over the over the armor. Uh, I, I guess you didn't notice before since you were all like um, in a stress state. I guess. Panic. Panic is a good word for that. Panic is. So there definitely seems to be a person inside, whether that person, what the person is, who that person is, alive or dead or something else, we don't know. One armored uh, hand reaches up for the ring somewhat slowly. I'm going to wait. And then he crushes your hand. No. Uh, (laughs) It seizes your hand and pulls it closer to the dark slit in the helmet. Trying to see, okay. Yes. There's another sort of hollow reverberating grunt from inside. Then you hear, uh, actually the first time, for the first time, this figure emits something that sounds like genuine emotion. Because before it was just, stuff like that. Or no, nothing at all. And a a very like um, ominous, shambling-ish walk. But now you, you get a sense of, of a definite emotion in, in like surprise. It's it's a surprised kind of hollow grunt. Uh, and then you hear sort of muffled, a raspy muffled voice saying something to the tune of, uh, how'd you get that? How'd uh, I get this? And it's, it's threatening. Okay. I'm guessing this is one of my family's guards. I'm part of the good heart. Goodhart family line. My name is Slate. The, the axe comes aloft more threateningly, and the, the fist constricts, the, the armored fist constricts around your hand uh, as if to make sure that you can't get away with the ring, and you hear a, a, a sort of hollow, muted, Liar! They're all dead! Liar? Oh, he's calling me a liar. <laughs> oh, sorry, I, sh- I shouldn't talk into my hand. It worked for me! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, how do I convince him I'm not dead? Yeah, how do you convince him you're not dead? <laughs> or, or you're not a liar? Which, whichever, whichever you prefer to convince him of. I don't have anything else on me other than the ring. Family history? In the background, in the background you can hear the frenetic, frantic hammering and yanking <laughs> and, and Unferth going, Oh, kill for, for fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> don't forget your family, Slate! Uh, what do I have that I can fork in here? Nothing. What are you doing? Honestly, I'm, uh, my hand's gone limp because he, uh, obviously does not want to pose a threat. If he gets killed for this, I'm blaming you. Well, I'm blaming me. <laughs> yes, I'm blaming you. Essentially gonna say that most of them are, but he and his sister survived, and he's going to talk very, very fast. Still Faster was. than I am currently able to talking, uh, to talk. <laughs> uh, so you, you could be doing a spiel, you know, spielwise is telling, telling stories. How to sell something. Well, you're trying to sell it you're, that you are of, of the family. What you're doing is course persuasion. Course persuasion. I could fork in Spielwise, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, I only had history. I only had history. Chronology of kings. Obviously, I'm a good heart. I mean, look look at my noble beard. I'm a Dvergar. 
Mm. <laughs> <laughs> My nipples double since he keeps sort of keeping it short. <laughs> yeah, he does keep it short. Oh, then you're dead. I, I, guess, <laughs> I guess it has that Dwergar sheen. I don't know. That, that subterrane glitter. Nope, dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's short because those bastards grab a hold of it and pull me down when I'm working on them. Actually, that's most likely why he does keep it short. That's <laughs> what I was going to say. Is it, do not drag the beard through the wound. The only thing I really can fork in is, is spiel-wise, then. Uh, step back and, and yeah. tell me how you are c- couching this, and then we can see what skills apply. How are you going about it? Are you? I mean, obviously, you, you you have physical contact, and you're a dwarf, so you can you know do your eyebrow thing and do the coarse persuasion thing if you if you want. But then, what you can fork in is going to be dependent on how you say things and what you say and and what your arguments are. I'm speaking very gently, very calmly. I'm treating him like he's a patient, essentially. Are, are you using any of the patient-like platitudes, like? Um, Calm down. <laughs> yeah, like calm down. Um, let me explain this, that sort of thing, and just keeping my voice very quiet and low. Sounds like uh, soothing platitudes and possibly etiquette. Etiquette, yeah, yeah, because that would be how we spoke to each other in this household. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> my sister's worse than I am. I swear. No, no, no don't drown your sister in the no. Doesn't sound very dwarfy. <laughs> I will fork in soothing platitudes and etiquette. Should so that's four, four dice? Four dice, yeah. Since Ulfkin is right there hammering, well, it's going to take some time. Uh, did you have, like, any input? Maybe you're not hearing this conversation. I'm probably more or less focusing on getting this damn... Stone or chipped away so I can get at the bars. Yeah. And you have Unfirth shouting at you, and you have like uh, Angel yeah. Balls shouting at Unfirth to to stow it. <laughs> the prince maybe could be provided distraction because he's maybe wandered back to the uh, the gates to look for a possible uh, sneaky way to open them. So maybe he will, he will uh, cause some noise, a distraction. All right, if that helps. <laughs> maybe it'll make it worse. I guess it depends on what you're doing, Fandle. If you're if you're like making like you're a delegation or, or like uh, you're someone wanting to get in, and maybe it's a conspicuous thing, right? You, you could help with conspicuous. Well, we never really tried knocking on here, so I'll just go pounding on the, the doors. <laughs> <laughs> Open up in the name of the prince. <laughs> oh, God, I'll totally count that. That sounds like a like a, a perfect way to to maybe uh, distract. Get- Dwarf, of course. So five, five d six. How do or five d six? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you nothing. In fact, um, <laughs> <laughs> you're so generous. <laughs> <laughs> the obstacle is going to be four, so you can decide what you want to do if anything. You have five dice. You can spin up the three persona to get you three extra dice. If you succeed, yeah, you're you're going to get through to this person. If you don't, yeah, you're going to get into a scuffle, and, and uh, he's probably going to steal your ring. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and push in three <laughs> persona, I think. <laughs> you are spending so many persona on uh, course persuasion. It's, 
Delightful. So 5d6 plus 3. Three successes, and they're all sixes. If you want to spend a persona, you can open those three sixes. And you mean fate. Yeah. fate. Fate. Uh, fate, yes. I will spend a fate. I really don't want my ring stolen. Okay. Ooh. Ah, another six, so keep rolling. Just for fun. Like, you you met the obstacle, but it's always fun to see if, uh, if you know, you roll, like, 20 successes or something silly. <laughs> but you didn't. You can you can see there's a t- sort of slow twitch in the helmet with uh, the noise from the other side of the hold. It sort of goes to the side as if to listen to what's going on. And for a moment, the, the axe hovers uncertainly and then he looks back at you and the ring. And then you hear sort of a muff- muffled, well, how is this possible? What do I know other than the fact that my dad, my mom are dead? <laughs> how old was I when they fleed this place? Uh, you, I don't think you were born. If Let me check your age. 86. 86. You were not born. You have no idea. They nope. conceived you and your sister in, in Marl. And no stories about the old times or anything like that? or I don't know. Do you have um, a family secrets? Have... But... There had to have been like a journal or a book left behind. I'm sure I've read it once or twice. Well, it, it seems as good as opportunity, as good an opportunity as any to use your obscure texts twice. If you want to declare that you have... You you remember some uh, some old obscure document in your like Marl home? Yeah, that about. dictated how a small contingency got away from whatever happened here. Okay, so what's what's your intent? I, I should ask you what what your intent is. Do you want to like like explain to this person why it is you're alive, or do you want to understand who this is? Or- I want to know who this is. All right, maybe, maybe if if you succeed on on like obscure text twice, you know we could we could make something up together. If if you fail, you're going to make an assumption, and it's not going to be right. So uh, I think it's an ob three. Okay, well to, I to have know, three dice. I, to, to remember a specific document that mentions this person, right? I have three dice and one difficult test on that already. You could um, fork in etiquette again, but who's with her? I mean him. Sorry. No forking from the the NPCs, or are they just sitting there quaking in their boots? Unferth is helping Ulfkill and Aethelbald uh, in in getting the grill open, the grate. Uh, yeah. They're all like busy and shouting at each other and 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 hammering. This uh, this ghost is still holding my hand, isn't he? Yes, yes, but it's okay. less. There's not the sort of immediate death pressure that was that was the hold a moment ago. It's almost like he's forgotten that he's holding your hand. I could fork in etiquette. I'm not sure what else I could fork in. Guys, help. Dirk, help. Let, let, let me know how you feel etiquette uh, applies to uh, remembering this obscure text. I'm just going <clears> to <throat> ramble a bit. Feel free to use, lose or abuse this. But I can totally see Slate looking at this person, recognizing a household symbol on it, maybe even touching it, and then uh, saying... This symbol is on my mother's diary. I don't know how that would help, but it, it might establish a connection. Mm. That could be true either way, right? Because e- even if you fail, that could be your like assumption. And mm. if you succeed, that that's you know totally true. Mm. Or maybe it's like I recognize something about the axe he's wielding. It's like that's my grandfather's axe, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more curious in in understanding like what forks you would like to use and how you think they relate to uh, to remembering this stuff. 
like I, I'm not against using etiquette. I just want to know how you how you feel like it figures into understanding or remembering. I mean, or was that what what Todd was suggesting that there's an etiquette in symbols? I think probably. There's also etiquette in dealing with well the servants or reading heraldry. Yep. Though heraldry actually is its own skill, though. Chronology of kings, if you can come up with a, a connection to uh, kings of the past. Is our family connected to royalty? I don't know. You are nobility, so it's not... You're nobility, uh, yeah. It's not yeah. unlikely. If you figure the <laughs> contents of, of the letter or text uh, or document you remember relates to this and the identity of this person, I'd, I'll let you use chronology of kings. All right. I think I'll do that then. So, God, I have 46 to hit an ob three. This mm-hmm. is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, often referred to as standard burning wheel. <laughs> you like to spend your, your, uh, the rest of your, I don't know, or one persona or. You know what? Yeah, yeah, fine. I'll burn the rest of it. Ooh. So when he hits you and kills you, you'll probably die then. You may want to save one just in yeah. case. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll spend two of it then. Well, uh, you spent three, so that leads two. So oh, if you want to I'll save one, one, you can spend Okay, so I have five D6. Oh, hold on. Uh, oh, yeah, right, go ahead. Well, were you telling me? <laughs> I forgot before? that I'd give you an obstacle. You know, never mind. Obstacle three. You didn't, Roll you didn't say what the horrible consequences would be, though. Ah! Oh, I did. I did. did uh, that I remember. He's going to make an assumption and it's not going to be right. So pop that six. Okay. It's been a fate. One success so far, and you need three. No, I'm not going to bother popping it. Then I'm not going to get another. Give it a try. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. True. Oh, trust me. Trust me. It's it's happened before. Okay. Nope. Oh, but holy cats! You really do like threes. So I guess you remember your some of your mother's correspondences with. Like her pre-marriage correspondences that that you sort of you were messing around with. Maybe your sister was messing around with them just for fun, and then you you know like had to get them back before your mother got angry or something way back when. Uh, and your sister was talking about you know how the letters said there was a bit of a scandal because um, among those letters there was like some uh, love letters between her and her cousin, and at this time it was not like in vogue to marry in family. It, it was more important to like solidify connections with other clans, and and her cousin was this um like he who's like the bastard child of a deposed queen of Scoria, so it was like further bad. It was like the the worst kind of un not the worst kind, but really bad. Like totally can't stick with this match. And this person's name is give it to the group. What's this person's name? Vlor. Valor. 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 Luxury dwarf. <laughs> Velvet Valor. No, V-L-O-R. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. So, so it's basically like a dwarven version of the Spanish floor? I guess so, yes. You think it is Valor Goodhart, the famous bastard of Scoria's Devo. Sure not. Queen. Possibly the other of your mom. Lots of bad. There we go. God, I hope this isn't my dad. (laughs) That could be an assumption, but, uh, I mean, you were born 70 years after everyone left. He would have to go to Marl, impregnate your mother, and then go back to Scoria. Living in shame! (laughs) 
Yeah, no, uh, something about like the description in the letters. Uh, may- maybe, maybe he had like a gout or something. So he had, uh, he had a problem walking. So maybe that's what, you know, makes you, makes it click. I'm still trying to get my hand back. I'm trying to tug it. He isn't letting go. It's like I look, I look into the isolate floor. You see a sort of narrow glitter in the in the dimness uh, in the slits, sort of uh, judging you, gauging you. You said Vlor? Yeah. In a sort of questioning way? Yes, question mark. Oh, and this dwarf just explodes. Vlor! Okay, and behind the mask, uh, not mask, behind the helmet, and goes off on a tirade. I should skin you alive for, you know, comparing me to that bastard! Die! And then, then this big chop. He's attacking you with his axe. Uh, meanwhile, what's... Um, uh, I'm... St- somebody better rescue me, because my hand <laughs> is still in this guy's hand, and I can't dodge. You're just gonna have to be creative about it. <laughs> Meanwhile, since we're cutting away from this in a, in a, in a cheap and, and cheesy way, we're sideswiping to the Gotterdam hold. And, uh, like, we're inside the hold and it's dark and there's, uh, like these, no, we're not, actually. Screw it. We're outside. Okay. Uh, and, you know, there's the image of, of that tree, the dead tree, or the leafless tree, I should say, the, that, yes. that we established. And Flint being alone with maybe, Wait, wait, you, you brought some people, right? We left, like, one person with him. Someone to hold the torch while I'm reading. Is it a scout or an axe bearer? We didn't establish any name that was staying there with All right, him. okay. Your choice, then, Todd. Who, who's with you? Well, we're going to go with Ty, then, because Ty's flighty, and that might be a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Leave you alone. <laughs> so you're outside, and the princess party has just recently departed. And, yeah, they, they left you there. With uh, some capable, well, semi-capable individuals. <laughs> Ty? Yeah, so I guess Ty is there. He's, he has like a, a lantern, just in case. He's looking up at the door with a sort of sense of awe and maybe foreboding, since, you know, it's clear that it's abandoned, right? No one's been there in a long time. Yeah, like a century and a half, at least. So, well, after, after you... Sounds good. Good to be back home, even if I've never been here. But... <laughs> You can see him shudder a little, like, when you say home. <laughs> like, it's not the first place he would want to live in, maybe. Add enough torches and some uh, friendly dwarves, and any place can be home. Oh, if this were, like, a movie, th- th- this would be where we had the sort of um, furtive flute music, sort of in the background. <laughs> to sort of suggest that it's not entirely safe. What's really bad is that the, ac- the actual music, I imagine, is the violins from Reanimator. They're, they're like playfully creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Ty sort of um, moving the lantern up toward the the crest and and says, uh, "What did you say? The bar was that the name of your great ancestor? Mine? Did Wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. If I you don't remember, I think I think we established that it was like Bar the Mad or Bar the Wanderer. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 Bar the Wanderer. B H A R. Uh, also the Mad, leader of a surfer uh, tribe that settled in Scoria before it was deep. Before it was deep. <laughs> it became deep when they got there. Okay. Interesting. Because uh, the roots go deep. Ah. Ah. I see symbolism. This okay. is an utterly terrible thing. Something mm-hmm. has just come up domestically that I have to attend to. Oh, uh, you! <laughs> I am so sorry, but uh, I, I, I need need to take care of this. 
Oh, oh! It's like every time you're you're in front of the hole, something pulls you away. <laughs> it's <laughs> almost like you're not apologies. supposed to know. <laughs> Catch you guys later. Bye bye. Bye bye. I I guess we're back to chopping. Are we making any headway on that on those gates? You can uh, just about just about near to the uh, the gap, like the great bit. Mm. Just a little more. Like I said, it, it took extra time. What's Fandral doing? Fandral is trying to remember that usually, uh, there'd be the, the dwarven equivalent, the, the Heide key. There, <laughs> if people <laughs> were leaving for a long time and they're sealing the gates, they needed a way to get back in when they came back years later. So there's gotta be some hidden release thing. Yeah, he's upstairs in the parapet, well, hanging on to slate. That. All right. Uh, that sounds like it could be hold wise, maybe. Sure. Why, why not? Why not likely, but. Could be. If you want to dictate that there's a there's a, a a secret release somewhere that you know you oh I remember this. Let's say that's an ob two with beginners like it's four, and that's a perception test. All right. So this is going to count as a as a routine test for opening holdwise. So you can record another routine there. We'll throw a persona here as well. Oh, I guess give you a chance. The consequence of failure, the thing is going to collapse on me, right? <laughs> no, but I'm sure you're you're gonna you're gonna. You find uh, the trap door in front of the front door. <laughs> we've done that before, so like, yeah, yeah. I think uh, the consequence is gonna be. I think you trigger something inside. So you know whether you succeed or fail, you're getting in. But conditions inside are going to change depending on uh, on your success or failure. Ooh, three, but I did get two sixes. Fade away. Fade away. So there, I got four. Four success. Excellent. So that was, uh, what is this catch release? I- I'm curious. Well, I go, ah, oh, that stone, uh, help me with this stone here. And behind that stone, there's a lever. We pull and we hear some, some clanking. Try the door. Creak. <laughs> Creak. I guess there's that sort of echoing metallic noise of like bolts being withdrawn, heavy, big like bolts in the, in the door itself. Somewhere uh, a, a chain winch is going, and uh, yeah, pulling. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a like pneumatic mechanism, right? So so there's just a sort of release or something. Well, actually, since they use water, maybe hydraulic. Oh, that yeah, that sounds cool. All, uh, all, all the gargoyles are spitting out water now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. So when you, when they prize open like the doors, you enter this sort of uh, welcome in plaza. And because you got everything going, the waterworks in the, in the central fountain are just starting, right? So the top dwarf, which is, I guess, some venerated ancestor of the good hearts, like starts pissing, like he's holding a, 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 a beer, uh, kind of like John's picture. And then, you, you know, holding his, yeah, the other. just like the Danes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so right in front of you are big, solid buildings, dark stone, expertly cut. They seem to extend almost to the edge of the encircling walls, but there are like entrance towers that go up into the, the wall from the outside, and uh, there are um, walkways, railless walkways that, that move from the, the hall proper to the walls. So you can you can reach it, uh, the walls both from uh, like the ground level and inside. Start quickly heading towards the wall where we know they're trapped. All right, let's resolve the chopping, shall we? Yes, let's not get my head chopped off. <laughs> 
uh, this person who is not Valor Goodhart is attempting to axe you with axe. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to say his intent is probably to maim more than to kill, even though he said, I'm going to kill you or something. Well, you die, right, die. That's what he said. But I think the intent is rather to maim. What are you doing and doing to defend yourself? In order to tell you what I'm doing to defend myself, I need to know something. Is he coming directly down on top of me with the axe or is he going to the side? More top down, yeah. It's the sort of caveman approach to um, bludgeoning someone. Just that he has an axe, so it's not a club, but yeah. So I could sidestep and it would miss me. Except he's still holding you, so yeah. It it would have to be like a nice, um, speedy sidestep, yes. A dexterous um, sidestep just enough. And then you're you're in a a dangerous axe dance all of a sudden. It seems like you're not intending on on fighting back. That's why I'm not going to like. Uh, no, I'm not intending on fighting back. If this really is my ancestor, I don't want to hurt him mm-hmm. more, any more than he already is. Because <laughs> hurting him would kind of prove to him that I don't care about him, and might be easier to negotiate once he finally gets over his rage if I haven't hurt him. Or you could hurt him and then use your chirurgian skills on him. I could, but uh, I don't uh, know if they work uh, on dead people. You're not skilled enough to kill anyone, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, he's already dead. What do you mean he's already dead? You told us he was already dead. No, I didn't. I think that's been your assumption. That, yes, that may, be, that may be your, your, your takeaway, but, but oh, this, yeah. this individual, like, since you heard emotion and so forth, you can probably approximate that this person is actually a person and not a like some sort of monster. Though the ghosts we've encountered have certainly shown. True, anger. true, but this it feels like a physical individual. Okay, and my assumption uh, oh, and, was wrong. Uh, but I guess, I guess, since Slate hasn't personally met any ghosts, you could still think it's a ghost. Fair enough. I'm still going to try to sidestep, which would be speed, which is before. What is the ob on this? Uh, the ob is uh, his axe skill, which I'm going to roll. When you roll it, it's going to be four dice. So it could be anything from no successes to a whole heap of successes, depending on what I roll. I'm just going to roll four dice. So you can decide if you want to roll just your speed, if you want to augment it with your last persona, or how, however you want to do it. Uh, no last persona, thank you. I need that. Two successes for Slate. And, and two, two successes <laughs> for the axe man. But Slate is defending, so Slate uh, wins. Okay, so let's see. That's two versus uh, your speed again. Four makes it routine, so it doesn't count. Stats only advance on difficult and challenging, apparently. So, okay, you you uh, step out of the way of the, of the initial swing. Can I call for... Who, who's in there with me? Unferth, who is hammering on his side of the great... Okay, I'm going to uh, shout at him. I, Unferth, leave that alone and come help me here! <laughs> don't hurt him! Do you have command? I don't think so, no. Sounds like command to me. Oh. Ooh, I could open it. Or try to. It's kind of loud, and it's a stressful situation, so it's going to be an ob four, which is double to ob eight. You have five dice. (laughs) Five will dice. And that, I think, is... That's a difficult test, isn't it? How about impossible? Because I only have five <laughs> dice. Oh no, no, no. We're, we're judging. We're judging like before we double. So yeah. uh, you can record a difficult will test. Whether you succeed or fail, you record a difficult will test. I think if you succeed, 
then Unferth is going to dash to your side and and prevent the um, the figure from doing any more harm. If you fail, Unferth, yeah, he's not going to be be able to react fast enough. You're going to get a bop on the head, and figure's going to drag you away. I have nothing to spend, so. Well, you do have that last persona. Uh, no. <laughs> Just say, does this in any way touch upon your greed? Like, like what you're doing power. here? Yeah, okay, it is power, but I guess uh, you're trying to hold on to your power. I don't know. Trying to hmm. gain power over Unferth? Uh, let me put it this way. Like, you are trying to gain control of this hold, aren't you? Yes. And that is power. So I, 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 would, I would totally be fine with it if you want to tap greed. But that is spending a persona. But that would give you more. You could use that one persona to tap your entire three greed if you want to add three dice. Then it would yeah, be. Yeah, I'm gonna need dice. it anyway, so I'll do it. I will risk dying <laughs> <laughs> to uh add to even up the odds. Record a difficult greed test. Oh, difficult greed. You're test. tapping greed. I'm rolling eight. Yes. Against eight. So roll sixes. <laughs> one, two, three. Okay. Three and one six. So you could spend the fate. Oh. Okay. Four. Halfway there. It was worth a shot. So one persona and one fate on wheel. And one difficult test. Yeah, you you shout at Unferth, but uh, you think only like half of what you're saying is getting through because he's getting some like stone chips in his face from Ulfkel's hammer and he's swearing and sort of... But of course, Ulfkel doesn't care because now he's laid bare the gap right between the, the grill and can like stick his tools in between and like start prying. The, the figure, as you sort of turn away to shout... Uh, the figure yanks you back by the hand. You feel the axe, you know, descending, smacking you on the head. You're not wearing any armor, are you? No. I'm going to say that I think that is going to be a, it's a B7 for, for slate. So you take a midi wound. That is, um, that might hurt to go to the wound stuff for fun. Well, not for fun, but to understand. And maybe a little for fun. Fun for you, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say fun <laughs> for you. I am out cold. <laughs> well, we don't know if you're out cold yet. If, if if the dice reduce you to like zero in any one way, then yeah, you're out. But other other than you that, you might just gonna be... knock me on the head and drag me away. I assume that would have to. Yeah, be. but you may totally be still sort of conscious, or you may be temporarily like bopped. Maybe wound must be treated before the conclusion of the session, or else the wound becomes a severe wound. Okay, so Ooh. it's bleeding bad. It's a bad bleeding. Good thing you're a chirurgeon, then. Yeah, I have my supplies with me, as long as he sticks me in a dungeon. Physician, heal thyself. (laughs) Consider that midi wounds are debilitating injuries that are not life-threatening, but still extremely painful. And they subtract two dice from all your abilities. Ouch. My abilities have already been kind of bunkus as of late, so... I don't think he cleaves your skull or anything, but it's, it's a bad, bad cut probably slid down the side of your head or something and and it's just bleeding down it's bleeding down into your face down your cheek warm blood just spurting down and like your hair is suddenly all sticky and you're completely disoriented speaking medically you would pass out from that just from the shock but you were a dwarf and you yep, I'm a dwarf <laughs> Yeah, made a stone. Let's see. Anytime a character suffers a minus one or greater injury, he must make a steel test. Uh, The severity of the wound is subtracted from steel before the test is made. Okay. Hesitation caused from pain takes immediately interrupting anything a character. Okay, let's see. So let's see how bad this is for you. My steel is B7. Okay, so minus two. So B5 versus your hesitation, which is five. Five dice versus five. And this is a steel test. 
Ew, boy. Huh? One, two. Six. One D six. There you go. Oh. Okay. Two. Uh, which means uh, for three actions, you can swoon, you can fall on fall to your knees and beg for mercy. You can, um, well, you can't run away screaming because that's not part of the. Um, I guess you would have to swoon. That that appears to be the appro- appropriate response in this case. Okay, so pass up. <laughs> yes, you pass up for like the axe hits you and you're just things go black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've uh, done that before in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Not with an axe, obviously, but... Yeah. All right, so I think Ulfkel and the rest are sort of hauling down the grate. As Put Fandral some chocks in over here so it stays down! As Fandral and <laughs> Retinue appears in one of the, the uh, more distant sort of doorways that open up from one of the, the uh, stairwells that goes up to the, the Allure, what's it called? Or, or, or Chemin de Ronde. So you're in the tunnel, and so, so all of you see how there's a big blood spatter on the, the stone. This, this like armored figure is dragging slate slowly quickening slate away into the other direction into one of the like stairwells that go down. Can I fight him out of curiosity? Um right now I'm I'm curious to see what the other dwarves are doing, but you can totally fight them fight him when they've had a chance to do when you regain consciousness. Well yeah. After he that, is I mean. sort of it's only three actions, right? So it's taken three actions for this dwarf to like realize, okay, he's down, I'm grabbing him and I'm dragging him away and that's that's given Ulfkill and his team time enough to pull down the grate and for you to reach the top of the wall, right? Grab my axe and say, about that dwarf! So Pando's coming out of the, the tunnel uh, into the open with his guys. What are you doing? Thing. Halt in the name of Prince Fandral. <laughs> you wanted to stop, obviously. Intimidation. Oh, that sounds appropriate. Yes, I was thinking like... And he hopefully might you have, get better roles than I plan. do. Well, first off, he knows him. You know, Fandral grew up here. I don't think he knows him personally, but yeah. I mean, he knows this is the good heart hold, right? No, no, no I'm saying the, the dwarf uh, dragon. Unless Fandral, unless Fandral had some dalliance with some good heart lasts way back when. No, 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 no I'm saying that the dwarf dragging away Slayton probably knows of the royal family. Uh, oh yeah, that's, that's, that's possible. Yes. Good point. I might, I might lower the, the obstacle for that. Intimidation from our not so fair prince. <laughs> <laughs> Roll good. Is is Ulfkill doing anything helping? Do I actually have intimidation as a non-learning skill? No. I uh, don't have command. All I got is course persuasion, but that's not this situation. That's really applicable, though. I'm, I'm just yelling and screaming. <laughs> All right. At least you're in the hold, right? Yeah. You managed to, to yeah. break down. <laughs> no, you didn't get to a slate in time. So let's have let's have Fandral's intimidation test. Uh, oh, and the obstacle is uh, three. We'll throw a persona on there. To, I did say something about not dying horribly. <laughs> Which is why Slate is being pulled away to be pulled apart by angry automatons and then devoured by, I don't know, fish. Oh, five. Nice. Okay. All right. I think, I think the figure sort of jerks to a halt halfway in, into the stairwell. With Slate sort of coming to with, you know, one of the armored, armored sort of arms around your neck, sort of your ass is on the, on the, on the stone floor and, and you're sort of propped up against this figure's armored leg in a, in a sort of choke hold. And yeah, the figure is, is still sort of uh, stunned by something which you just barely, I think maybe you barely heard 
like the ass end of, of Fandral's statement. Probably. The prince's voice is probably echoing throughout the tunnel and, and uh, the hold in general. I think Rory takes a step away from the prince involuntarily. I didn't even assume they were with me. I assume I had my other lieutenant with me, and the Gluers were probably still outside. That case, one of your own takes a, a, a furtive step, <laughs> or sort of an involuntary step away from you. <laughs> Even Unferth is impressed. The, f- the figure is, is stunned and is standing there stunned and is not moving. And I'm rushing towards him. There's totally enough time and opportunity for you to, like, free Slate or push the figure or what would you like to do? Because he's clearly shocked or stunned, standing and drooling. Try to knock the axe out of his hand and push him up against the wall. It goes clattering. And uh, surprisingly light for someone in armor. And yes, late you're 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 free and and sort of you can breathe. Name yourself and why you are here. So you you hear this muffled. Oh, oh, is that really? Is that really the prince? And and uh, this this sort of uh, wide-eyed glitter. You can you can see the hint of took a uh, dark off? eyes through the slit. Of course I am. Who are you? And I'll, I'll lift up its uh, visor. Or take off the helmet. Oh, you can just pull the helmet off, yeah. You see a gaunt, very old, not doddering, but but sort of uh, old and haggard dwarf <laughs> who has some resemblance to some court dwarves you remember from way back when. I mean, clearly this this is a noble of some kind, clearly a, a Dvergar type. You're still holding him up against the wall? With my half of the axe against him. Oh, half of the axe. Okay, okay. So uh, that means he doesn't have, like, a free range of motion. There, there are no, there's no bowing or anything going on. He's, so he's just stammering out, uh, um, notes. <laughs> he's not stammering notes. He says, I'm... I am, I am Gombi. I'm, I'm the last, I'm the last of the good hearts. I've, I've kept vigil in this old hold since, since the fall. I never imagined anyone would, would ever return. And he's clearly, uh, overcome and, and a little, it's, it's probably true. You get the sense that mm. definitely from his in type of interaction, he's not met anyone for a long time and certainly not anyone princely. So yeah, there, there's a combination of being terrified of you as a presence and being unsure of himself because he knows he's in the presence of royalty and he's forgotten how to act. <laughs> he's been living off of mushrooms all these years. <laughs> Heard him much. <laughs> Let him go and put my axe back in my belt and go. We expected to find no living dwarfs here. You'll have much to tell us about the what's gone on here in the many years since I've been gone. When you let him go, he sort of first sinks down because he's not as straight postured as you are. And because, you know, sort of the wind is out of him and he sort of sinks to one knee with his fist to the floor. And he, and he says, um, oh, of course, I will do my my duty toward the, uh, the crown as always. Uh, you are, of course, welcome in my hold, uh, though it is not as it once was. And I apologize. But I am only one dwarf. I, I will tell you everything I, I can, naturally. Right. Unfortunately. But, but, but who is that? And he points to Slate. Who is this, this, uh, opuner? Slate, the son of so-and-so of the Goodheart clan. <laughs> A good heart. That's all you need to say, really. <laughs> Well, if you got the prince vouching for you. He looks a little like shocked and a little horrified that, oh, maybe it's true. Yeah. And oh, I axed 
possibly an heir. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first. <laughs> so he sort of scrambles over, clank, 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 sort of on his knees. You just knees. had to ask me a question. <laughs> yes. Exertain. So, um, yeah, let's not go down that road. Uh, he sort of grabs your head between his armored hands and sort of jerks it around to see how bad the wound is. Oh, ow. Still, be still. Fortunately, Slate's a skilled chirurgeon. I'm sure he can heal himself. <laughs> yeah, your head is pounding. You're still bleeding, right? Yeah. yeah. Still bleeding down your face, down your neck, yeah. onto your clothes. Your hair on one side of your head is all like... Of kills, they're going through his bag, pulling out his bandages. So, uh, wrap them around your head or what? Do I need too many sewing? You know, that's a nasty gash you got there. I think maybe, Oathkill, this would be an excellent opportunity for you to use your, to use your black metal artifice. Just get a piece of metal and hammer it in place. <laughs> but don't got any nails. Do you have a place we could uh, carry Slate to and see to his wounds? Of course. Yes, this way. And, and he, um, he nods his head and... Um, points down the stairwell, sort of beckons you with him, and, and he sort of makes his way down in this ungainly way. Like, he's not obviously not used to wearing the armor, and he's old. I'll gesture to Unferth to, to get on the other side of Slayton. We'll pick pick him up. So, so Sideswipe, Gombi is pushing the, the double doors open to the, the main hall of the hold, where, you know, in older times... The good hearts would entertain visitors and tell stories and have, uh, you know, poetry contests and axe exhibitions, axemanship or axe dwarfship, I guess, exhibitions and so forth. And, and, uh, so there's like a lo- long central open space and there are like seats, stone seats and stone tables along the edges. Some are broken, some have been moved. What used to be like places for banners, some are sort of tattered or or moth-eaten, like the tapestries and so forth are really matted or like uh, like faded and and thin. Uh, a lot of the furnishments and stuff, it, it's obvious that a lot of furnishments and, and furniture have been moved from other parts of, of the hold and hall here in order to make what seems to be like rude fortifications around doorways and windows. It's almost like walking into someone's, the home of someone who's like a paranoid survivalist. Mm-hmm. There are the odd assortment of weapons here and there laid out. There's a portion uh, next to a central fire pit where uh, lots of fish halfway gutted are like splayed out over a, a stone table that's been moved clearly by pushing by by the looks of like the gouge marks in the floor and yeah it's it's not the most i mean it used to be a really snazzy place but now it's not it's still just one dwarf and a huge manor imagine like a huge english countryside manor house and just one person living there and it's the person it's the noble right so they don't really know or care to have learned to clean or keep things tidy or organized, that kind of stuff. It's a dwarvish man cave. <laughs> it's a dwarf cave. So it's like down and oh god. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Gomi points to uh, like a, an appropriate stone table slash slab that is close to the fire. So there's some illumination and, and fetches a uh, lantern that a- you know you can use a- for. Any brass mirrors or how bad is it? Slate? Should we stand for stone bones? I think I can. Ow, deal with this. Ow. 
there's packet in my bag. Oh, dude, Roof kills in there digging through. This? No. This? No. This? No, it's a red bag. Ah. Red leather. I hope two leather, red leather bags. Which one? One with the gold tie. Ah, here you go. Mm, don't give it to me. Uh, what? Pack it in the wound. Oh, ah. Carefully. This sounds like you're teaching Ufkel how to do first aid. Great. <laughs> Hope he's a better student than a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> By pack it, you mean shove it in? No, no. Okay, roll it up in your hands. All right. Roll it like up. that. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And place it in the ow wound. Ooh, ooh, ow. Ah, er, ah. Is that skull? Come here for a second, old kill. <laughs> Just come around the table for a second. <laughs> Comes around the table. You know, he's... I'm going to smack him. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I'm doing my best. My hands are all covered in your... Ooh, my hands are all covered in your blood. And <laughs> probably stone dust. Stone dust, chips. Do me a favor. Wash your hands first. I think Oldkill <laughs> and Unferth and Ethelbald are all sort of coated in this thin <laughs> dust, whitish dust with chips on them. Because we were sweating, so we're sweaty. Do I have a canteen yeah, it, in my pack? Yeah, wow. I'm sure you do. You have, I might have two. Uh, you have everything you need, basically. So, All right, so uh, I'm going to tell him to, to wash out the wound, wash his hands, and try again. <laughs> you need to sew this. I mean, there's no getting out of that. I mean, I'm not sure I have. Do I have suture materials? You have your dwarven tools, medical tools. Okay, yeah, that includes suture materials. This is why I was okay. asking for a mirror. I also have a razor in there. Oh, God, I'm going to be half bald. Oh, <laughs> You can totally get, uh, you can totally get, uh, like a mirror so you can help, um. First, you gotta shave my hair. Stroking his long, luxurious beard. <laughs> shave! It's not bleeding as bad anymore, but it's still like, all that side of his head is a clotted mess. Did Rory and Bear and the other ones follow the prince, or are they still outside? You know, they, they followed, they just didn't follow. Being incredibly sexist, I look at Baird. Hey, Baird, are you any good with that? Make the sewing hand gesture. Ah, uh, she side rolls her, size rolls her eyes. Do you have sewing in there? Sewing materials? I put out the friend? cat, I put out the cat gut and then the needles, which are curved, because as you need curved needles for this. I'm better with a ladle, but, uh, okay. Don't try to sew it without cutting my hair off first. You'll sew hair into the wound. I've never shaved before. Let's just say I trust you and leave it at that. <laughs> if you say cut. <laughs> cut. Uh, there are probably scissors in your... Uh, oh, no, I've got a big hunk of hair, and I'm busy sawing it off with the straight edge, the straight razor. Scissors! Scissors what? first. What? Oh. Shears, uh, right? Shears. They're probably shears. shears. Shears first, then the razor. Ooh. I look at Rory. We could use these for cutting cutting wheat and stuff like that. You've got it short enough. Use the razor. I'm, that's what I'm doing. Uh, uh, uh. Here goes. Scrape. So how about we, we test something, a treatment oh. plan, right? His first aid, right? That would be what he's testing? I hope you're, you're using Kyroji since... I'm using Kyroji, but what is he using? I'm using what your instructions. See what Ulfkill has. I mean, you're getting a helping die from from Bear for sewing. I have no medical skills whatsoever. You have beer, wise. I guess you could use one of your stronger brews that you always carry with you for some reason to sort of splash and clean. Yeah, it's antiseptic. More or less. (laughs) Recommend that. Yeah. Pour some beer in the wound. Yeah, that's the dwarven way. Yeah, no, it's strong because you can see through it. It's going to sting uh, like a mother. This would be a ob 3 
test for uh, Old Kells beer wise. So it would be a routine beer wise test ah. for you. It's the same obstacle for Slate's Chirurgy, and your Chirurgy is down two, so you only have three. Yep. Uh, but you have two helping dice, right? So you're back up to five. Five? Okay. Are you telling yourself it's not as bad as it looks? Kind of, yes. Are you using soothing platitudes on yourself? I'm, I'm, okay. Let's clarify. I'm being silly. What you could make <laughs> use would be infection wise as a fork to make your Chirurgy, uh, six instead of five. Yeah. All right. I'll use that. So 66. Ooh, that's yes. a pretty, pretty palindrome. Uh, and you have four successes. Oh, nice. I'm just going to see what, what treating a midi wound does immediately. Okay. 10 minutes probes to go point to treat a wound. Okay. It's going to take 30 minutes to do this properly. Uh, hey, uh, you said you put something in the wound. You have uh, herbalism, right? Yeah. I do have herbalism. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, add a die. Just roll a die and, and pretend that, that it was B7. Okay, sorry. I forgot it too. That's fine. Oh, it's oh, a that's five. Enough. Okay, I'm gonna be like nice and ask you if you would like apply like to apply any of the the like working diligently quickly type of rules, and I'm gonna go to them just to make sure I'm not. I don't know those rules, but I'm gonna tell you. You can work carefully. That means that uh, you get an, an extra die, but takes longer. Oh right, yeah, you run out of time. Like yeah. If you would fail there, then then uh, like your wound, you wouldn't have treated the wound quickly enough. I think maybe qu- working quickly is what you want because that takes time away from the the treatment. Extra successes, and it's probably what you want to do, right? Because you're bleeding. Yeah, I'm bleeding all over the place. So yeah, work quickly. So the obstacle was three, and you got five successes. That means so it takes like twenty five, twenty four, twenty five minutes instead of half an hour. To, to like fully treat and sew things together and stop the bleeding. So you're treated. Just the subtle nerves. So what's Slate's health? You should be a cheaty dwarf, so you should have a pretty good health score. It's seven. Let's see how you, if you, if you recover now that you've been treated, how quickly you recover. Okay. An obstacle uh, three again against your seven health dice. Four, um, I think. So you recover one die, one wound die straight away from, from the treatment. Uh, so you're, you're only down one. And it's probably going to take at least two weeks for you to like recover fully from this injury. For about two, maybe three weeks, you're going to have a, you're going to be down one die. Okay. So meanwhile, while, you know, they're fussing over slate, Gombi is sort of, uh, breaking out this little keg. It's like, like this little small, Black keg. Mm, much like you're busy. Sorry, old Kel. <laughs> <laughs> He's you know opening it, filling a, a tankard for for Fandral and digging out a completely mismatched mismatched other like cup for himself and sort of filling it and you know he's looking worriedly over at the medical stuff. He looks back to Fandral over over the rim of his cup and says, "Well, what? Um, where can I start? What can I tell you?" Well, there's only about 150 years of or your history that I need to be filled in on? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what's there to tell? The, the first 130 or so were awful. I didn't range very far because um, this is a safe place. No filthy goblins, no no trolls. But I ran out of food, of course, after about 90, and, and I had to forage and fish. Uh, a couple of times, the, the, the filthy fuckers tried to get into the keep, and I managed to keep them out. I didn't pay much attention to the hold in general until those spindly-legged, fire-worshipping assholes came in and, and claimed 
the main score. Yeah, by that time, the the goblins were were mostly out. Uh, I think uh, they had uh, some sort of, you know, they fight all the time, like in fight. Luckily, that left me alone, but uh, I, I didn't dare venture into the scoria proper with the humans all over the place. Understand? He spits. I've, I've, in all honesty, I've, I've mostly stayed here. I, you know, he looks like, uh, yeah, that was the safest thing to do, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and he has not gotten the least bit nutty over the centuries. Not at all. <laughs> There's some fine tasting nog that he has, though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. If you taste it, it's first of all the it smells delicious. It has this sort of strange quality to it, as if <laughs> you're busy with like the smell of blood and and stone and slate going. Not that, no ah. <laughs> so Fandel, when you taste it, it's like it's almost like someone has stuck a cold mountain wind in the draft. It's very strange. It's almost rejuvenating. Some fine nog you have here. Mm-hmm. The only the best for a prince, he says, and, and gives a sort of nervous smile. That kind of, you know, smile that's that you would get if you imagine an animal could smile and they're sort of hoping not to offend someone. Like that quick sort of lift of the upper lip. I'm sure uh, Slate will have many questions about his family. Oh, I don't know how much I can answer, of course, um... The family left. They decided to to quit Scoria early. Only me and a few others remained. They, mm, he looks away, says, didn't make it. Surprised you were able to last as long as you have. Yes, yes. Uh, well, we're all, uh, but we're hardy. We're yes, we we're are. hardy. Yes, we. And, and the stone is our mother. And yes, <laughs> he doesn't have an explanation. Obviously, I just raise my to hardy dwarves. Uh, yeah, yeah, hardy dwarf. Ha ha! And and um, you know, he says that as he's sort of uh, glancing to see if Slate is being cared for properly. No, 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 no. Over there. Store it there. Shut up. Shut up. Okay, okay, okay. Don't get a taste with me. It's my head you're working with. <laughs> Hush now. Well, says Gombi, um, while I haven't ranged far, I'm sure maybe I could tell you about some near places. Yeah, I'll uh, pull out a map and start unfolding it. Maybe you can update my map here. Help me. Uh... Oh, you know, one of the near places is the Gutter Dam place, I guess. We, well, we know where that is. And we were looking for breweries for uh, Wolfkel. <laughs> <laughs> Not talking to you. You're busy. <laughs> like you hear breweries look up and then Slate smacks you again. <laughs> like, pay attention. Maybe. Yep. Oh, oh, um, Gomby, uh, puts another lantern, like, uh, up on the, like, the stone table where you spread the map, I presume. Mm-hmm. And he looks it over and, and, you know, he points to a few places, like, oh, that's gone. Oh, that's in ruins. Uh, goblins, goblins used to congregate there. Oh, the breweries. Well, I haven't been to the breweries in, he counts on his fingers, 60 years, but, when I was last there, it was fouled by, by the goblins. They'd broken in and, and ruined lots. I managed to save a few things, as you can see, and he taps the keg. Very wise of you, as he takes another drink. I think, was it the, was the Opus or Blackstone? If it's a black keg, it's the black, it's the Blackstone. Is it? Yep. I think it was. The one that he, that Ufkel stole was Blackstone. Yes, yep. yes. And it was a black keg. Is this though? <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll look at the, the keg. Does it look like the one that Kel stole? Uh, it bears a similarity to it. There. I guess it would have a 
seal or something on, mm-hmm. uh, like carved into the side. You know, if it was opal, they probably actually use a real opal in their seal. What? And mm-hmm. give away opals? <laughs> Every cake would have been extremely expensive because they put real opals in their wood. <laughs> oh, you want an opal opal cake? Well, <laughs> pony up. <laughs> well, just the nogs. Well, okay. Well, why not? Yeah. Just the nogs. The, the special nogs in the opal crest. Let's, yeah. let's establish that. They put a small opal. It's like a, a, a stamp of, uh, you know, this is, this is the best you get. This is expensive. Yeah. You see a, um, a hollow where one might have had an opal at some point, a small mm-hmm. opal. It's reminiscent of the opal, uh, seal, but it's, it's been clawed. Uh, so uh, the seal isn't entirely up to snuff. But yeah, you would say totally opal. Okay. By the evidence. I'm, well, Hopefully they're still standing, he says. I don't believe even goblins could bring those monstrous halls down. You haven't uh, encountered any elves or ghosts of elves or anything like that, have you? Oh, he he, um, he looks suddenly very nervous and um, a little spooked, maybe. He seems to be retreating into he, sort of into himself when you say that. He sort of takes a step back and sort of sort of shaking his head a little. Oh no 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 no. Neither of those. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, let, let me give you a read that you can't get because he knows something, but he he's not going there mentally, right? Unless you push him. Like he wants to not know that. He wants to not think about that. He wants to like clearly. You hit one of his crazy nerves. Okay. So then I'll I'll have to be persuasive. Look, you're you're not alone now. We're the dwarves are returning. We need to know what's here so we can clean out Scoria and bring it back to its former glory. All right, that's totally. You're safe now. That's enough. Give me an. Well, let's say an op three persuasion test. Here we go. Cool. Okay, so I didn't have to come up with a silly or interesting failure condition, though I was pondering it. I should have said that earlier. Anyway, so yeah, he seems assured slightly, at least, by that, and sort of grips his belt, and um, he looks all of you over, and and he he um. Closes his eyes and focuses and then looks at you and then he says, well, maybe I should tell you about the Witch of the Deep. And that's when we're going to cut. All right. Uh, <laughs> bum, bum, bum. I also suggest that when we pick up again, we start with Flint. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought in my notes, start with Flint. God damn it. Start with Flint. Flint, you find nothing. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> So quickly, Arthur words before before Ari has to run. So Slate, Stuart family's owner and place within Scoria Deep. Well, <laughs> well, you're working toward it, I guess. I guess I, I give you a fate point for that for your oath. Yeah. Uh, get your keep back from whoever has taken it over. Hmm. I guess I would say you completed that in the fact that you revealed that it was a relative who had it, and now they're concerned for you, so you kind of have it back. So that's okay. a persona. Mm. So that's that done. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, no flint and no stomo secrets this time. Uh, I'll give you another pers- embodiment persona. So that's two persona. Let's quickly go over the other dwarves. That ends up being Fandral. You certainly helped Slate Ulfkill and the others not to die uh, horribly. So that's a persona point. Yay. Breweries. I'll say you're working toward that. So that's a, that's a fate. Quickly hop up to... Uh, I'd 
say you helped Slate get access to his hold. Certainly, you helped him not to bleed out. So yeah. I'll, I'll I'll give you a shot of that. Yeah, maybe generous, but what the heck? And that's really the only thing you got to do this time. Yep. But I'm I'm going to give you and Fandral persona embodiments too. So one more persona for you guys. And then we yeah. can quickly, quickly, quickly go over Workhorse and MVP. So who was right there and helping others all the time? Like who had uh, the equipment, who had uh, the skills? Um, there was some helping here and there, but, but, yeah. um. Yeah. I mean, during the fight, I was, bis- I was not helping during the fight. Was it a Fandral thing? Like, uh, yeah, I would, say, I would say Fandral did more to help, but it's, yeah, more MVP. Yeah, so I would say I would say Fandral. What do you say, Ari? I say Fandral. Yeah. Okay. Persona for Fandral. Uh, MVP. Any MVP type character who drives the story to its conclusion shines in the last <laughs> moment. Couldn't have done it without him. The Fandral again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, it's good to be the prince. After the the big drama for Fandral with the, he was trying to make him hang back, but. Well, I mean, yeah. He, well, you can't help being the prince. That's, yeah, you know. there's, this is what he does, though. <laughs> Fandral does what Fandral does best. All right, so that's all for the earning part. So uh, anything that stood out that you think, like, was really good or really bad? Oh, that's a fun session. Yeah. 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 Even cool. though Ulfkill was stuck <laughs> in the consequences of the, the previous, like, last session's test. The 15 minutes of uh, pounding away at the stone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it 15 minutes? I probably cut that short. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well. I hope, like, that we're driving toward an, uh, a satisfactory, like, at least mm-hmm. semi-conclusion of the Scoria, immediate Scoria arc right now, and maybe a few more sessions. And, uh, like, then we'll take the break and do some other stuff, maybe. And then we can get back to, you know, post-Scoria Mm. politicking craziness at some we'll, point. <laughs> yeah, at some point we'll have Fandral standing on top of a large pile of gold and saying, it's my gold! <laughs> <laughs> I have some ideas for for challenging his greed, certainly, but that's in the future. Yeah, so we have the, so we have the dwarves from up north <laughs> hanging around. We have the humans and the humans, because I figured the, the, the fire worshippers are not a cult. They're appreciated in the local town. You think those are what? From a village? No, no, no. I'm thinking that they're not liked back in the nearest town. Oh, no. No, no, no. Like, yeah. if you, you remember, ooh, maybe it's not, maybe I haven't. Oh, been yeah. Super... Oh, the punks, the, pu- the, the punk kids we ran into. No, what I'm, what I mean is I, maybe I haven't been totally like, Explicit about the fact that the the serpent people are are exiled nobles from the human lands. Yeah, yeah, that's that's been in there from what Dahl said and other people. Yeah, you can tell that the the Kenlorans kicked out the nobility. I've made references a few times, but I'm not sure if I've ever come out and said these are the people that were exiled. So, so um, I was able to connect the dots. One of the reasons why why uh, Rom was like so determined to stay, right? Because they'd found a place. Yeah. Even though everyone doesn't don't like the place, at least yeah. it was relatively safe. The place doesn't like them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thanks for for playing. I uh, I had a decent amount of fun. Uh, I uh, I think I think maybe three players is uh, ideal, rather. I mean, for for this type of time slot, it gets everyone screen time, and I get to like take some time with the. Uh, Mm-hmm. Salts and look things up, and it's not not as hectic. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, because because if Todd hadn't had to leave, we probably would finish up the session with his stuff, and we would still be waiting on us. Maybe something I need to like get better at is working in more scenes where all of you are in them. And and like if you feel like I'm not hitting your stuff, go help people out or or write beliefs like like Fantrol did about like uh, getting oh yeah. Out of- oh yeah, or like I did today, you know, putting in there helping helping Slate. Yeah. Well, uh, I hope you have a cool week. Bye bye, guys. Bye bye. Yeah, it's not like Slate and Company are going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just have to make sure they die well, not horribly. So. <laughs> oh, that is a that is a that's a lawyer's reading of that. I know. <laughs> It's the tag where I mentioned you can go to our page at sunday-skypers.podbean.com, find links to all of our episodes, links to our Facebook page and MeWe page. You can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com. It'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. And that's all I got.